Orange County Register, joined once again by Scott Barajas, former publisher of the Gridiron Magazine in Orange County. And Scott, how are you doing this evening as we are just a few days away from the opening of the Trinity League football season? Well, I'm doing pretty good, Dan. Uh, I, I'm, I'm glad this week is already upon us. I kind of was missing last week's games, but, you know, the day away and uh, looking forward to uh, the Trinity League. Awesome. Hey, what, so what did, did you end up doing uh, on Friday night when there was no Trinity League games? I uh, covered Pacifica, uh, which broke into uh, their Southwest Division uh, ranking, so they had a big victory against uh, Westminster over at Bolsa Grant. Where did uh, Scott Baraja spend his Friday night with no Trinity League football? I actually was going to go check out Centennial and Valencia, but at the last minute I ended up uh, just staying in and uh, catching uh, Tesoro and uh, St. Clemente. All right, that was a pretty good game. Uh, Tesoro, one of the modern day's uh, earlier opponents, uh, hanging pretty tough with a uh, with a victory, so you saw some pretty good football. Yeah, it was a pretty good game. Uh, it was kind of sad to see Mon- uh, Monster go down, but uh, hopefully he'll be back this week. Yes, he's vowing to play against El Toro as the uh, t- Titans open the South Coast League play. Well, we're uh, talking true league football. We're going to preview this week's games. There's three big games. We're also going to end this podcast with some audio this week from Bruce Rollinson. We have an interview with with the Monarchs head coach as they uh, prepare for their Trinity League opener. And a little housekeeping, we're going to again give credit to the Orange Lutheran drum line that are uh, providing some of those uh, those beats that we open up our each uh, of our podcasts with. And and if you haven't caught our uh, iTunes are now available. Uh, our, excuse me, if you haven't caught our podcast on iTunes, it's now available on iTunes as well. So you can look for that. So we again thank all the football fans for joining us on the Trinity League football podcast. Well, uh, Scott, let's look at the first game we're going to preview in these uh, Friday, October 9th openers for the Trinity League. You know, we've been with these teams all year, proving them each week, but now it's time for the, the actual league games to begin. Let's start with Servite opening up at, against Jay Sarah. Servite's going to be the home team. This game's going to be at Cerritos College, 7 p.m. kickoff. This is going to be the game that I'm going to be covering for the register at ocvarsity.com. You know, these are, in, in my mind, there's at least one mystery team in this in this matchup, and that's Jay Sarah. We've been saying we don't know how good Jay Sarah is, but we think we can find out because we think we know uh, that Servite's a pretty solid team. Uh, we know a lot of their opponents that they play. What's your take on this game, Scott? Well, pretty much, Dan, I think this is going to be the Jay Sarah witness test because uh, most are calling, you know, they're calling for that based on um, what Jay Sarah's done this year with, you know, with, the, with that schedule and the teams that they play. So uh, I think Jay Sarah's just going to keep going with whatever they've got, what's got them there. They're just going to pound the ball um, with their line and Williams. And, um, you know, we'll see if uh, Servite can get Lionel going again. I mean, he hasn't really done anything since that first week. Um, or if Servite's going to come off the bench with Simpson, you know, to give them a spark and a different look. So, um, but uh, I just, you know, wonder, you know, the lack of offensive, you know, instability is going to, you know, hurt Servite, you know, in the end, but 
Well, yeah, it, it, you know, either you stay in for protection or, or yeah, you release out of the backfield, you know, to the flats or, you know, um, over the middle where, the, where there's no backers. Um, you know, he, you know, he did that all, they did that in passing league a lot this year. He was probably in a lot of their passing, passing league games, you know, he was the main, you know, the main receiver. He was probably the key guy, you know, to winning, the, you know, a lot of those tournament um, games. Um, and there was one tournament, one game where he didn't play, um, and you, he was sorely missed. And a lot of the times those things don't translate over to to the season, but so far, you know, it seems to be maybe that's what they're going to get. Well, they're going to start using him, using him more because he's, you know, one versatile back, um, and he has great hands, so... This will be of the three games 
will be the closest of the three games. This will be closer than Survey, uh, Jay Sarah. And I think. Well, it, I agree that it will be the closest of the three, but um, it's not just to call it close, but um, I think the other two teams are going to be at a at hand, so. Well, let's wrap it up, our podcast, and we again thank all the football fans for joining us. Uh, we'll wrap up looking at this last game in the Trinity League. Is Again, these are all games on Friday, October 9th. It's going to be St. John Bosco, the defending Trinity League champion, uh, taking on Santa Margarita. This game's at Saddleback College, and it's also a 7 o'clock game. A lot of firepower uh, coming from Bellflower um, for Santa Margarita. You know, we, we, we've talked a little bit about um, some of their struggles with the athleticism that they saw from Westlake. They're going to see a ton of it and speed and athleticism by Washington commit Sean McGrew, those receivers. And we've talked about you know, the new quarterback uh, doing so well, Quentin Davis at St. John Bosco. But we know uh, Santa Margarita's got a lot of firepower, too, with K.J. Costello. You know, their receivers, Dylan Crawford and company. But what's your take on this game? It all comes down to protection, um, at least, you know, for Santa Margarita State in this ballgame. Um, if they give him the protection, I think, you know, the Eagles, you know, can uh, move the ball and they can actually, um, you know, keep, you know, like I said, keep the, the Eagles in the ballgame. Um, you know, the Bosco's team speed is going to be, I think, tough for them, um, you know, against Westlake, you know, I, 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 I kept seeing, you know, Santa Margarita wanted to go deep, they never do anything immediate, they never wear anything short, you know, to get rid of the ball, so, you know, to alleviate their pass rush, so they, they may have switched that up this time around, um, and then defensively, they're just going to need to play together as a unit and just not allow Bosco to score on big plays. I don't think Bosco, I don't think I've recalled seeing or hearing Bosco scoring on drives. They are a big play team, and if you can, you know, contest that and make them work, you know, that's the one thing that they haven't had. And like we talked about adversity, they haven't faced any of that. So if they can basically, you know, you know, play with them and try to keep the score, you know, but you're going to have to play a perfect game. But, you know, in the end, I still think Bosco is going to come out on top and, they're probably going to, they're averaging 60, I think they're going to hit the 40 mark, which, you know, I don't think they're going to get 60, but I, but, but, you know, hit 40, you know, that's still cutting it in almost in half, so. Yeah, they're averaging 64 a game, you know, I think a one, maybe even as well, interesting number to watch, you, you, you mentioned Bosco's offensive output, you know, they're holding teams to 10.6, you know, and Santa Margarita's offense is coming in very prolific too. You know, they're averaging forty, just around forty points a game. I wonder what how many Santa Margarita can get. I think they can get, you know, as good as you know this Bosco defense is. I think Santa Margarita can get some points. I'll be interested to see how many they score. Um, but I don't think they can play. I don't. I don't know if anybody in this league can play a track meet type game with St. John Bosco. I mean, I think that's been proven uh, last couple of years. Right now, yeah. you can't get in a track meet with them. Um, uh, not at all. Do you, you think Santa Margarita can score? Can they score? Can they break 25 points? Can they? Can I, I have them about 25, 24. 
Oh, okay. Well, I think Bosco's going to open up pretty strong. But I'll be, you know, I think it'll be a very telling game for, you know, for Santa Margarita. How good is their offense? Um, what, what, what's the state of their defense? But, you know, I think uh, for Santa Margarita, you know, when you're open up against Bosco, what it's, you know, it's, you know, obviously it's the toughest opener you can get in the Trinity League. They're going to have to, you know, keep their head, kids after this game if they lose. Um, if it's, if it's, it's, if it's ugly, knowing that Bosco might do that to a lot of teams in the Trinity League this year. And they got to regroup because next week they play, they'll be back at Saddleback College again. They play their, probably their, probably their biggest rival in the Trinity League is Jay Sarah. I would say that South County connection makes that one their biggest rival. Um, in my opinion, this would be probably be Jay Sarah. Maybe it's modern day, but it's probably Jay Sarah now, last couple of years. So they're going to, you know, all the teams that lose this week, they got to realize, you know, somebody's got to win some games in this league. And yeah, if you can't hang with with St. John Bosco, I mean, there's two, there's still playoff spots, and you're going to have to play this thing to the finish. You're going to have to go five weeks and try to get some for some W's. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because you don't want to be like I said, you don't want to be 0 and 1, 0 and 2, and then week three, it's you're treading water and fighting for your life. So. We're going to have to try to get some updates out of that game. That's about the only game, you know, we got two to three uh, covered, so I, that's pretty good. So we'll have to try to find a, a Bosco Brave fan or a Santa Margarita fan. And, or of course, we have to register. We'll have that game covered. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure exactly what reporter is going to be there, but we'll get some good updates, and we'll have, we'll have plenty of uh, information to recap these games uh, all from the opening week of the Trinity League. So, Scott, it's finally here. We've been talking for about, you know, five or six weeks, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I, 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 I hope it, the games. You know, I, I always just, you know, as a sports writer, just all hoping for uh, exciting, uh, competitive games with some, with some, uh, some good entertainment, some good drama, some a good storyline, and uh, certainly would be exciting if the if the league could produce, you know, three close games. Yeah, that's. That's, I think, what the Trinity League does. I, I, I recall me, I look back at the last few years, and that's what, I mean, you look at the, some of those scores, uh, and, and there were games that were like 46, 35, and we're like, oh my gosh, you know, it's like, what happened? All of a sudden, it became track meets, you know, so, I, you know, it, it never goes according to plan, so don't be surprised if, if some somewhere along the line we see something surprising or, you know, Something totally different than what we all thought. So that's right. Yeah, I, I have a feeling we'll be talking about a surprise, some kind of surprise uh, next week. So that's something to, to look forward to and, and be excited about. So, well, Scott, once again, great to talk to you. Thank you for your insight. Uh, enjoy that modern day Orange Lutheran game. I'm sure it'll be a really good crowd over there at Orange Coast College and uh, great atmosphere. Lancers, like I said earlier, they have a great fan base, and I, I was really impressed with their energy. They'll try to push the Lancers along in that a game. Uh, look, listen for that that crowd to try to get the Lancers going, and uh, Modern Day's going to have to bring it, like you said, so um, look forward to uh, talking to you next week, uh, Scott. Alright, sounds good, Dan. Alright, thanks again for all the fans that join us here on the uh, Trinity League Football Podcast, and we're going to close our show with a little uh, audio interview from earlier this week with modern-day coach Bruce
Some, you kind of gave up some yards against Edison. I know if, that's why I was wondering if you guys had you thought you had to tighten some things up on the defensive end. Or no, you know, it, 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 the, 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 their quarterback had a great night, and he got the ball out quick. And and you know, I, I thought I thought we were a little soft on the back end. We didn't challenge them. Um, I don't. <laughs>